All right, and welcome Hoosier fans to another victorious episode of uh, doing the doing the work post game show tonight as your number six ranked Indiana Hoosiers win over Wisconsin on the road 76 to 53 and this was a to me, a game where we really were looking at a lot of streaks that Indiana had on the line. They had a six-game winning streak coming in. They had a 12-game conference winning streak, if you go back to last year. And um, one of my favorite things I learned tonight, we had a 10-game on-the-road winning streak, which was second in the nation and leading, actually, all Power Five conferences. So to me, I thought this was a great game for the, the Hoosiers going on the road and and really after a, a bit of a rocky start going down five to eight early on in that first segment, really taking control of that game and coming back. Um, so I'm your host, Kathy Amos, here along with my co-host, Jeff Marlowe, and we all break it all down for you in this edition of Doing the Work, the new show on the Back Home Network dedicated to covering IU women's basketball. So we'll start this show the same way we start every show, and that's with our banner moment. And I'm going to go to the first half and really have two banner moments. We're all combined in it into our, our banner moment for tonight. And that was the end of the first quarter and then the end of the second quarter. Both of those, we ended on a run. The first quarter, we ended on a 12-2 run in the last 345 to really take control and go up um, 17 to 12 in that first quarter again after we started out 5 to 8 and really coming back. Um, then the second quarter, we came back and again, just finished that quarter incredibly strong with a 13 to two run um, in the last five minutes of that game. And we went up 36 to 21 at the end of that first half with a 15 point lead. Um, and to me, those were the two banner moments of the game. I really enjoyed seeing both of those closing out strong of both quarters in that game. And as always, our Hoosier um, proud ad, our Hoosier, excuse me, our banner moment today, as always, is brought to you by our friends at Home Field Apparel. They're now in their fifth season of sponsoring the assembly call, and they're first at the presenting sponsor for the Home Back Home Network. And did you know that among Homefield's largest collection of vintage IU apparel is a shirt commemorating one of the most successful seasons in the history of women's basketball? It's true. And when you go to the IU collection, you can find a T-shirt commemorating that 1983 season when Indiana won the Big Ten and made its first NCAA appearance. And given what the women's team is doing now under Terry Morin, it might be time for a new shirt soon. And if you support other college teams or have other people in your life who do, for example, I have a really good friend who's actually a Michigan fan, so I uh, bought her a Michigan sweatshirt from Home Field Apparel um, to, to watch the bowl. Maybe not the results she wanted, but she loved her sweatshirt. But Home Field probably has anything that you're looking for for your friends and family as well. Their product line now extends to more than 120 different schools with different unique and vintage logos for all of them. And no matter what you buy, you know when you get it, it will be comfortable and the colors will last through many washings. Plus, you're supporting an Indiana-based company that came up through Kelly School of Business. So what could be better than that? So go to homefieldapparel.com and use our promo code HOME, H-O-M-E, to get 15% off your, fifth, your first order. And that promo code, again, is HOME, H-O-M-E. Um, just remember, it's only off your first order. So if you're lucky enough to still be able to use that, um, we're not sure what you're waiting for. So get on out there and buy some and really stock up and take advantage of that 15%. So again, it's homefieldapparel.com and wear one for the team. Okay, now it's time to move the ball and find the open player and get some opening thoughts from the rest of our team. 
So we're going to kick it over to Coach Marlowe for Coach's Corner. Yeah. I, Kathy, you kind of stole some of mine uh, talking about the, the the winning streaks. But that's that's fine. Uh, uh, for me, it was more about just taking care of business, doing the work tonight. Um, you had a Wisconsin team that had not played for a while, had been on some COVID, had missed some games due to COVID, whether it was on all theirs or teams they were supposed to be playing. Uh, they mentioned on the BTN Plus broadcast night, they were supposed to have like a six or seven game homestand and really only got about half those games in um, for them. But for me, it was just about you know no, the doing the work. They went out. They started slow. I'll even go back to a little bit further than that. It was eight to two at one point, and from that point, then the rest of the half was a, a to finish out. Then it was a thirty-four. If I do my math right, thirty-four to thirteen uh, into the half from about the five to six minute mark of the first quarter to the end of the half. So it, it was doing the work. You took care of business, and we were we were down some. We had three kids that didn't make the trip. They said on the broadcast we only took nine on the trip. So it wasn't like we're, our bench is very deep anyway, but I thought, and that's something I'm going to come back to a little bit later. We did play several, you know, we did play a couple kids who had not gotten much playing time, especially in Caitlin, uh, Caitlin Peterson, who we'll talk a, bit, a little bit about, I'm sure. Um, but for me, just the big thing tonight was taking care, doing the work, taking care of the business, getting up there, getting a win, and getting to 4-0 in the league and, and keep the winning streak going. And now you'll come in, and we're, we're going to talk about this later in the show as well, you come in for a rivalry game with Purdue on Sunday. And so uh, as long as everything holds according to form. So um, that's, you know, to me, that's going to be a big thing uh as we go forward but i, I really like the way they you know they, they started a little sluggish they had a little bit of a sluggish period at the end of the third quarter but for the most part and also the crowd you could tell it was not a big crowd and so you're having a little bit of a letdown going for that maryland game where we had an awesome crowd at simon scott assembly hall and into a wisconsin environment that was you know where you almost got to provide your own energy and i thought once they did that they played pretty well and so um, that to me, just as Terry Moore says, do the work. And I thought they did the work tonight. Yeah, 100% agree with that, Jeff. So, um, and as we uh, continue our breakdown here of Indiana's win over Wisconsin tonight, we will point out today's meaningful moments you might have missed. And then we will go inside the numbers to highlight the most important statistical notes from the game. And you are listening to Doing the Work, the um, post game show here tonight. And I'm Kathy Amos here with my co host, Jeff Marlowe. And again, we're breaking down that wonderful road win against Wisconsin, Indiana winning 76 to 53. So tonight it's now it's time for our meaningful moments that you might have missed. Um, and I, I think what I, I, I'm going to go back here is um, really at the beginning of the second half. So I've touched on the runs at the beginning and are the end of the first two quarters, beginning of that third quarter, you could tell that they really had um, some halftime adjustments that Coach Morin wanted to do, and namely that was going inside to Mackenzie Holmes. Um, they came out and they for they didn't force the ball. They got the ball into her and were really looking to get to her. And she scored their first two buckets going 4-0, and then we got the ball back again and scored again going up 6 to nothing, um, and really forced a timeout for Wisconsin only two minutes into that second quarter. So at that point, then, we took our lead all the way up to 42-21, to 21, a 21-point uh, lead. And, and I thought that was a great adjustment from Coach Morin and really just fantastic execution from the rest of the team to really push that ball inside and helping McKenzie get it into a good position where in the first half she was getting the ball at times, but she was getting triple teams, where now I thought that second half she really 
and was getting in a better position. And you could tell at the end of the night with um, her ending up scoring 16 points for the team where I think she only had four at half. Um, how about Jeff for you? What kind of meaningful moments do you have on your list tonight? I will actually kind of go the opposite way. I, I thought that the timeout that Terry Morin took in the third quarter when they started to lose a little focus, when they started to look a little sluggish, like, you know, we got this put away because we were up 23 at one point in that third quarter when we were making that run. And we let it get back till I believe 13. I think it was no 55. No, he did get to 50. Yeah, my notes 55. Yeah, I got to 55 42 at, uh, at the 54 second mark. And she actually taken the timeout just prior to that. But I love that timeout. I think she took that timeout to remind them hey, we can't just stop here. We can't, you know, they're, they're, they're going to make some plays. Wisconsin may not be a very good team. They may be bottom of the Big Ten. They may have lost some bye games that they should have won normally. But you don't want to give a team life, especially an underdog like that. And you sure as heck don't, because all of a sudden then you let it get into single digits and you find yourself in a dogfight in the fourth quarter and you never know what can happen in that situation. So I really like that timeout by Terry Moore to kind of, in my opinion, was taken to be like, hey, snap back into it. Let's finish this and not get ourselves in a situation where we got to fight tooth and nail to the end. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree with that, um, Jeff. I, I thought that timeout was great. I, I do have a question for you since you have the coaching experience um, and I don't. So in that same quarter, um, Coach Morin also scored, um, called a timeout with 18 seconds left. And I couldn't quite figure out what she was wanting from the team in that last 18 seconds. Um, and I was wondering if you saw something to understand what that timeout was or Maybe it's just something we couldn't quite see. I wasn't wasn't sure. I, I didn't see anything in, in the commentator, and and I I will give this. We really ripped on BTN Plus the last time we did a post game show after BTN Plus. I thought the production by BTN Plus tonight was much better. Yeah. Uh, at least you could see score and time, and the announcing was synced up. Uh, I thought it was interesting. There was only one announcer, but besides that, I want to give BTN Plus some props since we really ripped on them the last time. But I, I saw that timeout, and 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 the commentary made the comment, and of course it was Wisconsin commentary, but I didn't see anything. So I thought that one was a little strange with 18 seconds to go, other than maybe she wanted to take a timeout to be like, that's what I was talking about. That that might that was the only thing that could pop into my head at that point. So I don't know if she saw something in that defensive possession before that, even, even though we kind of came out of that and got the – I don't know if she saw something that was like, hey, I want to fix this. I, I, my thought process was, but I would have, I would have waited, but Terry's getting paid a whole lot more than I am, you know? Yeah. Um, so, but that's the only thing that popped into my head was that she wanted us to be like, that's why I took the time out. But I, I honestly didn't see anything. So I was kind of a little, I was a little, you know, surprised by that time out, to be honest with you. Yeah, me too. So um, one other meaningful moment I liked um, to see was came to me in the fourth quarter with about seven minutes or so to go. And that was something we saw actually all night. But this one really highlighted um, a combination of two players that I, I enjoyed watching tonight. Who well, I always do, but tonight in particular was Grace Berger took the ball and drove to the middle of the lane. Um, and was stopped in that zone and then turned around, though, and quickly looked and kicked it out to Allie, who then made it a three-pointer. And I thought that was just a, a play that highlighted, again, how – and I'm, I know we'll probably get into it a little bit more in other segments, but I thought Grace in particular, and we talked about this as well, may not have lit up the, the night when the scoreboard or from shooting, but she was really looking for her teammates and ended up with 11 assists tonight. And that was one that I, I really enjoyed seeing. 
Yeah, I, I thought we talked about kind of texting back and forth that Grace was just playing a really Grace Burger game. I mean, yes, we're used to her scoring, but she was near a triple double. And I'll save those for when we get into the into the t- breaking down the stats. Uh, the other meaningful moment for me was just the balance tonight. Um, mm-hmm. Again, I know we you know we rely on our five veteran starters quite a bit, but Ali Patberg. Um, Alexa Goulbay, Nikki, and McKenzie were all in double figures, and Grace just missed. And so I really liked that balance because there have been times this year that even when we've been winning, we've kind of rode the back of two or three on a given night. Now, who that two or three tent kind of has been different with McKenzie kind of being the consistent one so far this year. Um, but I really like that balance. I like the fact that at different times in the game, when I felt like we were – stagnant maybe not quite the word just kind of in a lull and somebody different hit a shot whether it was lex whether it was Allie, whether it was nikki or or as you mentioned earlier you know we got right out of the second half we i think the first two possessions went right into mac um into mckenzie so i i really liked the way the balance and to me that's really meaningful because with a team that's not very deep and going deep into the bench i think the more balance you can have the better we're going to be down the stretch yeah, absolutely. So, Jeff, I think that hit all of my meaningful moments. How, any other ones that you want to touch upon that you had? No, I just, I, I just think it's amazing that, as you said, that's our 13th straight conference win going back to last year, uh, eight in a row now over Wisconsin, and and as you mentioned, 11 in a row on the road. And for the for our viewers and listeners who are like, hey, hey, what about down the Bahamas? Those are neutral court games that are not considered true road games. So that's this the stat we're giving you about 11 straight road games are true road games. But again, it just it just tells you a little bit about the program that Terry's building and the and the kids, how well they are playing. And, and especially when you think about this is seven in a row now. As far as the streak, we've won seven in a row. So, you know, just a lot of numbers there. But it's just you just continue to watch this program build and become a a a, a really solid, really good program. Yeah, moved it to twelve and two overall on the season with four and zero now in conference play, which um, I think technically puts us at the the top of the the Big Ten conference. If uh, you're asking asking me, I know there's a couple of teams that are just one and zero Iowa and. Um, Oh, my brain just blanked on me. There's Northwestern. one of Northwestern. Yes, I'm thank you. sure it's Northwestern. Yeah. I didn't look They've at the games. They both played one game. So. Yeah. And, yeah, both of them have only played one game. Uh, and, and I was going to win some games um, yeah. when you when you get down to it. Yeah. But um, the team that I thought, besides Maryland, and we talked about Iowa as well, but uh, the team that I was keeping an eye on too was Michigan. <laughs> and with Michigan going uh, losing in Nebraska, that was, you know, you know, that was a pretty big game from there so iu right now in a really good spot but as as they'll tell you both coaching staff and players now you're only as good as the next game yep you know this game's over and done with you you've got to move on and you got to be ready you got to do the work and get ready for the next game yeah absolutely so cool all right well let's go ahead and move on the next up on our segment next segment here it's time to go inside the numbers so jeff how about you why don't you start us off and pick a maybe a statistic or two that you'd really like to to highlight from the team tonight i'll go first thing first thing i'll go with kathy three-point percentage uh 42 we shot 19 we were eight for 19 and again i i think i talked about this in after the maryland game we didn't. We don't shoot a ton. 19 is probably a, a, on that high side for this group. 
but when you're hitting 42%, I don't mind the 19. Um, and so for this group, it's not, you have to, and I mentioned in the Maryland post game, I think you had to shoot a few more. So I, I don't mind the 19. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of a three point per, you know, I'm, I'm willing to fire it up. You know, I'm not quite looking to play the NBA game where they're looking to fire up 45, 50 anymore, but I got no problem with trying to get up 23s in a game. And even though this group hasn't shot it particularly well, if they can shoot 40% from three, they will be very tough come tournament time because that's just, you know, that's that just it plays to the strengths because it's going to open the floor up enough for them to get to the lane or get McKenzie open on the post. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, it was great. So for three pointers, especially we, again, we had Ali Papberg hitting four or five. Um, you have you have somebody in your team, a player that's hitting four or five. You're you're looking pretty good. And Nikki hit some two quick ones pretty quick in that first thing. They're both in the first quarter, ended up only two of seven. And then um, Alexi going one for three. So overall, yeah, the team eight for 19 on three pointers. I thought that was also fantastic. Um, I'll go to the, the flip side then again, something we we tried to, to, to look at every time is turnovers. Team's goal is 11. We were at 13. The thing for me, I thought in the first half we had six and those six really felt like they came a lot in the first quarter. Mm -hmm. um, it really helped with that slow start that that we had, the 5-8, as you point out, the 8-2 start at one point. Um, luckily, those points off of turnovers only led to nine points for, um, for uh, Wisconsin. So, again, I think um, that's a testament to the fact that 13 is really close to their goal, still a little higher than what Coach wants, but they really are getting back when they do turn over the ball um, getting back and playing that tough defense to make sure they aren't at least turning into points. Um, what's your next statistic you want to talk about? I have one as well. Well, I know that it was it was it, we played to an advantage tonight to a certain degree. We won the rebounding battle, thirty six to twenty five, which then allowed us for second to to win the second chance points, only eight to seven. But I, I'm always a big believer that if you out rebound the other team, especially by double digits, you're probably going to have a pretty good night. And so uh, a 36 to 25 advantage on the glass was the first I'm, as far as kind of keeping with the team stat uh, motive that I've got going here. I, I thought that was a huge number. And I'll come back to another one after you give me yours. Yeah. Um, well, what I was actually going to go to was points in the paint, which was, uh, again, a very strong advantage for us, ending up 34 to 20. Um and again, it, it started off a little slow. We had 18 in the first half, but you could tell, again, we were really trying to get the ball inside that second half going um, 13 up to 34 points total in the in the game. Um, one thing I want to point out, Ari, here in the chat, though, just said that um, Coach Morin in the, her press conference just said their goal is to hold um, Big Ten teams to under 60. Um, they've actually done a pretty good job of that. I think most of the teams, they have held under 60. We had Maryland, of course, who had 63, um, but they haven't let any team at all this year score um, 70 points or more. So I think that's a really impressive goal for, for the mm -hmm. team. And it, again, speaks to their defense. Again, holding Wisconsin to 53 points, it, it just, again, great defense from the team. Yeah, and we want to thank everybody out there who's following us in the chat mob. I know tonight, you know, on BTN Plus, a lot of people don't have the subscription. So hopefully, yeah, you know, the, the, the we can get them on and watch a little or get them to listen to the post game. Um, I'm going to also stick with the team mode, you know, kind of team game here. 18, 18 assists on 28 made baskets. 
And uh, you look and you mentioned Grace led the way with 11. Uh, and then Allie and, and Nikki both had three each. So I, I'm, I'm always a big fan of when you share the ball. And, and then we talked a little bit earlier about Grace just doing Grace things. I love tonight. She only took nine shots and yet she had 11 turnovers or excuse me, 11 assists. 11, yeah. 11 assists for Grace. That's my kind of team. And, and again, just shows you what they can do when they're playing, excuse me, like that. Yeah, and Grace only had one turnover as well. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Um, how about on the individual side? I know we've already touched on Grace with 11 assists and one turnover. Um, I mentioned Allie, um, Patberg shooting four or five. Um, one thing I wanted to also point out about Allie personally, um, her first half was phenomenal. She yep. was leading the team with 12 points, and she shot six of six from the field. Two of them were three-pointers and two of two from free throw line. So I'm uh, – don't even need my calculator, but I don't think you can get any better than that. So <laughs> I thought Allie's first half in particular was just right where she picked up. Um, she picked up where she left off from the Maryland game and just her second, her second half was still very, very, very strong too, where she ended again with 18 points. She also um, joined right in there with three rebounds, excuse me, three assists, four rebounds and a turnover. Mm -hmm. um, so only one turnover and four rebounds for, for Allie, which is not usually a strength we see of her. So I thought, um, I thought Allie had a really great all around game. Any, anyone else, let's see, on the individual side you wanted to start touching on here? Uh, yeah, I'm going to kind of go to Alexa Golbey. And 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 I probably sound like the Alexa Golbey fan club at times here on the postgame show. <laughs> but to me, Alex, Lex is the X factor on this team. Um, the nights where she struggles, you tend to see this team struggle. Um, in fact, Coach Morin, as we mentioned in an earlier show, and, and I, we talked with Grace a little bit about it on the Grace Burger Show, that – um, coach called her out. I mean, in one of the post games or before Christmas, yeah. um, and, and you don't usually see Terry call him out like that, but when she plays like she did against Maryland and then tonight individually, 13 points, eight rebounds and assists, two steals and a block, this team, again, everything about, for the most part, tonight was a really good game against a team that wasn't as good as the team we played on Sunday, but this, you know, you get Alexa Golbey giving you double digits and almost a double-double. This is a very good team at tournament time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the the one thing I do want to just um, jump on a little bit here, which we have talked about a lot in all of our other post-game shows, and we haven't a whole lot tonight. We started touching on a little bit about how short our bench was. Only had nine nine players travel with us. Um, but we did manage to get four people in, um, two of them with significant minutes, both yes. um, Caitlin Peterson and Keanu Brown both played um, 14 minutes and combined for nine points. I, I thought overall, um, I, I couldn't ask for a whole lot more from them other than the only thing that I think for me, um, again, is just the turnovers. Um, Keanu Brown did end up with four and Peterson with two. So six of our team's um, 13 turnovers did come from the bench. And one thing I think for Caitlin Peterson, again, she is um, a younger player. I still see there's a lot of talent there and the game just needs to slow down for her, right? It's just sometimes she plays very quickly. And then I think for her, especially that leads to some fouls where tonight she only had one, but in other games I've seen her really 
put some fouls out that it just seemed because she was trying to play too quickly and the same thing with the turnovers. But what do you think of our bench tonight, Jeff? I thought the bench was awesome tonight. As you mentioned, and, and we mentioned earlier, we only took nine to Madison. Um, and I think the I think the Big Ten policy is you have to have at least eight in order to play the game. So we were kind of just above minimum. Um, it, that, that part does worry me a little bit because in a game like tonight, I don't want to see somebody get injured mm-hmm. because we are short on the bench. And this is going to be possibly what we see a few more times, though, with the COVID thing going on the way they are, that the Big Ten's expecting you to play if you can field eight healthy. So, you know, you you, you can't go. And like, Allie had a three toward the end of that game. But I'm thinking, I might have been like, why is, if I was the air coach, I'm like, why is Allie Patberg shooting a three right. at the end of this game? But realistically, who else was going to come in? You only, I mean, yeah, you could, some, one, one yeah. starter, one starter had to stay. Yeah. You, you know, yeah. But I really liked Caitlin Peterson. I, I would like to think that maybe this could be a jump start to where maybe she can get a solid eight to 10 minutes every night and get us a bucket or two. Cause I, I really like the way she played. I, I agree with you earlier in the year when we did see her, I think she tends to play defense like a lot of high school kids and then being a freshman, it is spilling over and she plays with her hands. Yeah. So the first yeah. time somebody wants to make a move that's quicker than her or surprises her, her first thing is to reach out. And that gets you a foul in the college game because they're going to call it that foul. And if you're guarding the ball handler, that's almost an automatic. As soon as you grab, you know, reach out with your hands and touch them, it's almost an automatic, especially for a freshman. And and yeah, officials know who the freshmen are. They know who Allie Patberg is. Allie Patberg might be able to get away with a little bit of a bump and a hold that a freshman is not going to. But I really liked what I saw from Caitlin Pearson. I like her look on her shot. It's not exactly as smooth as you would be textbook, but it's not left and right. If she's missing, mm-hmm. generally it's short or long. And so I really like that. And, and for Keandra yeah, for one for three, yeah. one of three from three point for us tonight. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and to Keandra, she played hard. She played the typical way you see the four turnovers. I don't think is typical. So I, I'm not going to get too worked. You know, obviously we don't want to have four turnovers from one kid, but right. I'm not going to lose a bunch of sleep about Keandra's four turnovers. And I don't think right. that's something that's, that's a normal for her. I didn't think so either. In fact, when I just looked up and said it, I was actually surprised. <laughs> yeah, I was too. And I hadn't really looked at it until you mentioned it. So, so, but it didn't feel like it. So, yeah. yeah. But I really thought, and the bench tonight only got outscored 10 to 9. Usually yeah. we're on here talking about the get, bench getting outscored 15 to 2, 20 to 3. But tonight, the bench, as you mentioned, gave us some, oh, wow. some positive minutes and positive points. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I did want to um, talk a little bit, too, about the shorter bench, a combination that we hadn't seen. And it was and I'm not sure if maybe this I should have said this during the meaningful moments, but um, Kander Brown and McKenzie actually played together. Yeah, I saw that. Did you see that? I, I don't remember seeing that before. Now, it was a short time, maybe a minute and a half of, of game time. Um, but it definitely at least gave Alexa time to get um, get some breath in there, I think. And so that was interesting to see them play together. I don't, though, Jeff, do you think that's a normal combination they will see? I, I think it was a result of the short bench. It was a short bench, and if I remember yeah. right, Grace had rotated out. Because if I remember right, it was Keandra, Mac, Lex, Allie, and Nikki. I think I think Grace um, Alexa had- was on the bench because she actually came in for, um, I think, Keandra. Who did? Um, Alexa, yeah. Okay, so maybe Alexa. But anyway, but I'm pretty sure Grace had rotated out there. Um, you know, but again, you go back into the minutes. And again, we don't – our bench isn't our strength right now. And and we tend to play our starters quite a bit. But in a night where we you know, only had nine kids, according to the stat line, McKenzie only had 25 minutes. 
I guess I didn't realize she sat 15 minutes of game time. I'm going to have to go back and watch the film on that a little bit. Yeah, uh, but she had 37 from Lex, 35 from Allie, 36 from Grace, and 35 from Nikki. Yeah. Yeah, which is pretty typical of what we're seeing. Yeah, yeah. we did have 14 points from both Kandra um, Brown and from Caitlin Peterson. So, or 14 minutes rather, sorry. Yeah, um, and I think that's, and if we could find a way to get that to be more normal yep. and get, and then you bring Chloe Moore McNeil back into it because she was one of the kids that did not make the trip. Yeah. You and get her another 10 to 15 minutes. Now I like that rotation. Eight, I can live with eight. Seven, yeah. seven to me is always a little bit like, eh. But if you get to eight, hey, fine, I'm with that. Okay with that. Right. Absolutely. All right. Well, we've deviated a bit from our stats and have kind of um, jumped back into some meaningful moments, which is all good. Yeah, There's still stats, though. They're still are. They are. So any other stats that we haven't touched on? I'm nothing jumping off the page to me. How about for you? Um Overall, just the defense, you know, you mentioned the holding them. To, the goal is, as was pointed out in the chat, the goal is to hold the Big Ten teams to 60 or fewer. Yep. And we held them to 36% shooting, 29% from beyond the arc. So, you know, I, I thought defensively that everything showed up. Yeah, absolutely. And um, and, and again, um, Nikki Cardonio-Hiller did, uh, did her – did her defensive thing again. So she forced the 10 second time um, call. Yeah. So that was fun. <laughs> yes, it was. Yeah. Cool. All right. Great. All right. Well, you're listening to the Doing the Work the IU post game show. So you can catch us live immediately following most IU women's basketball games. And you can find us at our website, assemblycall.com. Also, make sure you sign up for our free IU Hoops email newsletter. Um, we are over 9,000 here, closing in on 10,000 of your fellow IU fans who have subscribed. So you can join for free today and tell all your IU friends to join as well at join.assemblycall.com. Again, that's join.assemblycall.com. Um, again, I'm Kathy Emus here with my co-host Jeff Marlowe, and we're breaking down Indiana's win over Wisconsin, 76-53. to um, our next segment is actually time for our game ball. So, Jeff, um, I'll let you go first. Who do you want to give your game ball to? Yeah, it's a tough one, and 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 I think you could give it to a couple of different kids here. But because of what you mentioned with the the first half, when we you know because we were struggling in that first half of the first quarter, you know that first four or five minutes of the game, uh, I'm going to go with Allie Patberg as my game ball winner here. As you mentioned, 18 points, shot six for eight, four or five on three, four rebounds, three assists. Uh, but because of what she did in the first half, as you mentioned, the 12 points, and I thought really kind of jump-started us and got us into a lead that really we never looked back on, uh, I'm going to go with Allie Patberg tonight as my player of the game. Yeah, Jeff, um, I, that's exactly who I wrote down to. I think um, when we uh, get to our next segment, we might um, have to have some conversations, but <laughs> I think that was that one was a good one for me too. I, again, you shoot – Four for four, um, two point two point or two point field goals, two for two three pointers, and two free throws in your first half. Lead the team in scoring in twelve in your first half alone. That really, um, it really set the tone. I thought and really again showed her leadership and what you would expect from a seven year senior as well. So I was uh, very much excited again to see Allie just really picking up where she left off. All right, so that is Allie's second game ball now. So that brings us up to Mac with three, Nicole with one, and Allie now with two. And now it's time for the Hoosier Hustle Award. It's sponsored by our friends at Evansville Security Services. 
Evansville Security Services provides off-duty police officers to businesses and individuals throughout Indiana. And remember, prevention cannot be measured, so let Evansville Security Services help you prevent a bad outcome today. Go to EvansvilleSecurityServices.com to learn more. Again, that's EvansvilleSecurityServices.com. Okay, well, our next award is our post-hustle, excuse me, our our real hustle game ball awards, goodness. All right, um, I'm gonna not try to talk, so I'll just kick it over to you. Who's your hustle yeah. award? Yeah, who's your hustle, thank you. <laughs> hey, um, again, I don't think you could have picked two or three kids here, but uh, I guess, and, and maybe just the way I felt about it, I, because I, we talked about it already, I'm gonna go with Grace Berger here. Nine points, uh, seven rebounds, 11 assists, a steal, um, yeah, I just thought that Grace tonight just kind of let the game flow. She didn't force a lot. Again, only nine shots for your second leading scorer, but she was willing to do the things that got other people sh open shots that and, and got them the ball where they could hit, could shoot the ball in rhythm and make shots. So for me tonight, the, the Hoosier hustle goes to Grace Berger. Great. Um, so for me, I was down between McKenzie and Grace as well. And, um, you know, with McKenzie Holmes, again, that second half that she had was just really, really strong. Um, pretty quiet in this, the first half. She did miss some shots that we don't normally see from McKenzie. Um, and then Grace, you had a, a very quiet shooting night again, going four of nine, ended up with nine points. But that 11 assists to me, one turnover, eight rebounds, closing in really one point away and two rebounds away from another triple-double. Um, I actually, I have uh, put Grace down for my my Hoosier hustle as well. So I guess we're unanimous, but um, anyone in our chat mob have any other votes out there for the hustle award? Yeah. I don't think so. So, all right. Well, again, <laughs> I, we talked about this in our last uh, show about the, just the ability to have so many different players get it that um, finally gets us to our first person with two um, real hustle, Hoosier Hustle words for Grace, one for Mac, one for Nicole, one for Keandra, and one for Alexa. Uh, all right, Jeff, any other just lingering storylines that you want to talk about before we move into kind of what's next and our closing thoughts? Right now, uh, the only lingering storyline for me, Kathy, is just let's make sure we can stay healthy and keep playing um, and get some of these kids back. We don't know definitely that they were, you know, they, we know that Lex was struggling with a non COVID illness, you know, flu, whatever we want to call it you know, before the Maryland game. So maybe the kids that didn't make the trip aren't necessarily in COVID protocol, but I just like to see us get everybody back, you know, kind of get the band back together after this game. And, and, and so we got a full complement of players, but, um, I, to me, I just want to keep it, see us keep playing because we're on a nice roll. We don't play again until next week. I was wrong. We don't have Purdue until a week from Sunday. I, you know, Ari pointed that out to us in the chat. Um, but I just I want to see us keep playing as best we can. Hopefully, no more. You know, we, as few as possible canceled. No no canceled games with this group because they're so much fun to watch, and and they've got a chance to have something really special if we can. You know, kind of keep it rolling. Yeah, their focus has really been great outside of the one game, which they, they did still win. It was against right. a conference opponent, but it definitely wasn't their, their most, um, the most stellar game that we've seen from the future. Um, there was a little bit of a lull in the, um, the third quarter, right? Yeah. That second mm -hmm. half 
of the third quarter where they, they, they lost a bit of their focus. We have the timeout though from coach and then really coming back out in that fourth quarter and, and closing the game out um, again, winning 76 53, I thought was a great way um, to, to wrap up this game. Okay, so let's go ahead and um, talking about upcoming shows and opponents. Uh, we'll lead into that then. So our next post-game show will actually be on Thursday, January 13th, after the Nebraska game. Um, this game will again be on Big Ten Plus, um, and it will be at 6 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Central. But um, Jeff and I are going to go live. That The men have a game that night as well, but they are not until, um, I believe, 7 or 8 p.m., 8 p.m. Um, Eastern. 8 p.m. Eastern, yeah. Or, no, 8 p.m. Central. Central, yeah. They don't start until 9 p.m. Eastern, so there's three hours basically from the women's tip-off until the men's. So we, we're going to try to sneak in a, a, a show there as well. So it's a pretty long break for, for our women here. We go from today the 5th through the 13th, so we have a good right. eight-day break. So I'm, I'm hopeful that will actually go to your – to your um, lingering storyline around the health and give them that chance to, to get healthy. So the, the key then is to get there and stay there. So yes. um, additionally, just as a reminder for those of you listening and, and watching here, um, there is no Thursday assembly call radio tomorrow for the men, but there will be a post game show after the Ohio state game. So no regular assembly call, but that's because there's a game. Um, but here you are listening to the Doing the Work, the IU post-game show. And just one last reminder to check out our friends at Homefield Apparel. And again, if it's your first purchase, use H-O-M-E, a promo code, to get 15% off. All right, Jeff, it's time for last call. So let's go around um, around the horn here, and I'll let you start us off. What's What do you have for your last um, closing minutes? Well, before I get to last call, Kathy, I'll just kind of do my coach thing here and preview Nebraska a little bit. This is a Nebraska team that has – as Ari has pointed out in the chat, it, it may not be considered one of the elite teams in the league, but as they showed the other night, they can play with some of the best teams in the league by beating Michigan. Now that game was in Lincoln, you know, and so at home, so they come to Bloomington, Simon Scott Assembly Hall. Be really great if the kid, the kids, the students will be back on campus. The university just announced today that they are coming back to campus. They're going to go in, in person learning. They're not going to start out virtual or anything like that. So to me, that was big. We need a, another big crowd. Nebraska may not be a name like Maryland or or you know Iowa for some of the fans, but this team, you know, it should matter. Let's get the fans in there and get another five thousand, six thousand people in there for that Nebraska game and get them pumped and get the kids, you know, the energy flowing. Uh, but this is a Nebraska team that, as I mentioned, beat Michigan the other night with Nas Hillman, who is probably the preseason or at least considered the front runner for Big Ten Player of the Year. Um, but they're 13 and one at this point. They had not lost until they went to Michigan State last week and lost on the road at Michigan State. Um, and they're two and one in the league. So, again, now for me at four and oh, my coach kind of comes in here of, of, you know, let's start putting distance between us and the teams we play. Uh, Nebraska has one loss. Let's give them a second one. You know, that way we get a cushion in there with another team. You know, it's going to be a better, you know, you know, Maryland's not going to lose very many. You know, Michigan's probably not going to lose too many. Iowa can maybe be a little up and down, but I don't think you can take this Nebraska group lightly. They, they have some players that when they put it together, they can play well for a 40 minute stretch. And this, we need, as you said, we're going to have that eight day layoff. But I don't. I'm not too worried about the layoff per se. It's just you just gotta be ready. Don't think this is a Nebraska team that I think, as Ari pointed out, 
uh, earlier in the chat or one of our texts we had going on uh, or on the in the community, I should say, not in text, but in community, that we I think we beat Nebraska by like 35 last year. Don't just assume you're going to beat them by 35. If you do go out there and beat them by 35, good for you. But you got to go do it. And, and don't just assume that this is the same old, same old Nebraska. Yeah, absolutely. So I will say this um, uh, about last call. Just, you know, I, I'm really, first of all, thanks to everybody in the chat, Mom, that's out there or everybody's watching and listening to us. Um, and, and Kathy and I are really excited about the prospect of what we're doing here. This team and this program, you know, are, are a great group to talk about. Um, but for me, I guess last call tonight was I talked about this in the in the, in the Maryland post game. They they didn't have a law that, you know, they didn't have that game where they kind of went out there and went through the motions. They went out, they took care of business and they got out of out of Madison with a 20 point win and a 20 plus point win. And you proved a four and in the league. You're on, as you said, I agree with you wholeheartedly. You're on top of the league. Everybody's chasing you right now, you know. Um, and so to me, that's the biggest thing out of that's the last thing I want to leave with the fans with is that this team took care of business tonight. They did the work. And that was the one thing I kind of was worried a little bit about. I know they probably could have played bad and still beat Wisconsin. I wanted to see us come out and play near an A game against a bad team on the road. And we did that. Yeah, I, I would agree. We had a, a couple of lulls, right? We didn't start off real real strong there at the beginning, but they played through it. I, I loved that actually that coach didn't take a timeout in that first quarter. Um, and then they had a bit of a lull in that third quarter, but really they, they handled Wisconsin for the most part. Um, for most of this game. Mm-hmm. I, I love to see that that focus. And again, living up to everything they're talking about, which is one game at a time. They didn't overlook Wisconsin. They're not looking at Nebraska um, or Purdue that's coming up actually on the 13th. Um, no, Nebraska first on the 13th. Nebraska, yeah, Nebraska first, then Purdue. Purdue on the 16th. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I had to, I made that mistake. I I switched around my notes earlier too, so that's partly on me. If you were thinking that way, yeah. So so they're not looking past any of these teams to get to any 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 other games, and and I love that focus that the the team is having right now. So for me, the the last call is boy, they're just rolling. They took a ten game road streak now to eleven games. They had a six game now to seven game, and now a thirteen conference game winning streak. Um, let's just keep the train rolling and get everyone healthy here and one game at a time. But let's keep the train on the tracks. I, I love what what I see from them. And Kathy, you know you're going to get two in a row at home because the Purdue game, I believe, is no, no, no. Purdue, I'm sorry, Purdue will be on the road. That game's in West Lafayette, so my mistake. But I, I was going to point out, I thought you made a great point there um, of just one game at a time. And with what's going on right now in, in, around the area, around the country, I think that's an that's something that's even more important, and not just one game, one day at a time. Uh, if you had a chance to listen to our last episode of Grace, their practice schedule is changing kind of, of course this, they're still on break until Monday, I believe, but mm-hmm. you know, she made the comment that they're because you don't know whether we're going to play Rutgers and you didn't know, you know, they're, they're, they're because who's in, who's out with the COVID protocols. I think it's even more important than just one day at a time mentality right now. And, and 
And I want to ask you, do you think that a veteran group like this is able to deal with that kind of situation a little better than, say, if we had the same kind of talent, but they were a bunch of freshmen and sophomores? I do. I, I really do. I think that they have been so battle tested between everything they've gone through, especially the last two years, right, where, um, you know, they had their season ended uh, abruptly because of COVID. And then last year they had to work through COVID through the whole season and then making that deep run together to the Elite Eight last year. Um, I think the last two in particular, and you have that core group for the most part back together um, and have been through, I think the only one is maybe Nicole Cardano Hill or wasn't there. Was, is This is her second year. She was, yeah, us. she wasn't there for the, the year that got cut off, the right. 1920 season. Yeah, so this is her second year with us, but she doesn't play like it. And so I think just that cohesiveness, you see the leadership, and they just never seem to panic. And I think that really comes from a team that is veteran and seasoned and have played together for a long time, and it really shows. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I kind of think the same way, but I wanted your opinion. Yeah, absolutely. So that's great. Um, I do want to make a correction. I think I said earlier that the Nebraska game that is coming up here on Thursday, January 13th is on Big Ten Plus. It's actually in regular Big Ten. So okay. hopefully everyone uh, is still listening, knows that, and they can go out and we'll, but we'll try to retweet that out and publicize that and maybe put it in our, our private um, forum as well. So we get lots of uh, people watching it real time as well. So, all right. Any other last thoughts for you, Jeff, tonight? Nope, just really enjoyed watching them play the way they did tonight. For the most part, it was it was it forty minutes of great, of very good basketball. No, but it was probably about 33, 34 minutes of really good basketball. Absolutely. All right, and that will do it. So if you want to see us do the show live and be part of our live chat, Mom, uh, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com/assemblycall, and don't forget to also join. Um, our newsletter at join.assemblycall.com. A uh, special thanks to John Ringer of Rig Design, Design um, for designing our logo. And thank you all for listening, especially those that are live with us in the chat mob again tonight. Appreciate all the interaction. We've had some lively conversation. I'd love to see that. And those who have listened later um, at, their, at their leisure, whether you're through YouTube or through podcast or wherever your listening pleasure is. So thank you all for listening. Thanks to the Home Field Network for helping support Jeff and I try to get our podcast up and running. Um, and we'll be back to talk with Hoops again um, with you next Thursday night. Um, but until then, keep your elbows in, your eyes on the rim, and go Hoosiers. Thanks, everybody. Yep. Um, yeah, and, you know, now you just want to make sure, as best you can, you hope none of the top t top level of our team the top four or five kids end up having to miss games but right. I, I, that'll be an interesting thing that you know i don't do much bracketology i've kind of thought about banning about maybe trying to see if i could start a group here at rensselaer we can get some kids interested and in, in picking tonsoni's brain but i i don't know what the does the with let's say a couple of our better players our top five miss a couple games and we lose a couple how much would that affect our seeding come tournament time if by March they're all healthy? I, I, I don't know. So, you know, I just, you know, we just, and I want to say, Ari, thanks you for everything you do for us as well there in the chat mob as you, you know, you're watching and, and, and listening. Um, but I just, I, I'd like to think that the committee is going to have to at some point take into account 
what yeah. has happened because IU wouldn't be the only team I would think would be in that boat a little bit. So, you know, I, but I, I just want to see us keep playing. I, I want to see, because this group has really earned the opportunity to have another go at it. And, and, and they just, there's, there's so many things they do that are, just kind of basketball pure standpoint. I know right. they turn it over once in a while, but they feed it. They get they get the ball to the open person, and and they'll make the extra pass. And and and, and, and as it was pointed out in the chat, Terry said it in the post game. Defense is their mantra. Defense yeah. is what they're going to hang their hat on. And and for Indiana fans, I mean, that's kind of what we want to see. You know, whether it's with the men's program or the women's, have that have an identity. And for Terry Moore, the identity is on the defensive side. Yeah, I agree. And uh, they're just so unselfish. It's just so nice to and refreshing, I think, sometimes to see that because you don't always get that anymore in modern day basketball. Um, and yeah, it's so nice. Ahead. I mean, like you think of Grace as a perfect example of that, where tonight, you know, she's, you know, she's not leading us in points, but she's leading us in assists. Yeah. And she had 11 tonight. You know, she has most on most assists on the team, and it's just going to catapult her up there again. So I, I just think that's great. I love it. Yeah, and the other part, you know, I think part of that is just, and this is just the the a factual part. Ninety nine percent of the women's game is played below the rim, so you have to do things that are a little bit more kind of pure basketball. You're not able to just athletic athletically get up to the rim and you know dunk or lay it up. You know, you're going to have to get there. Now, are there some really gifted players in the game? Oh yes, there are some very gifted athletically players but they're usually not above the rim. And, and right. so that's, I think that's where you kind of see that purity of it. Yeah, I agree. So, all right, Jeff, well, this is a ton of fun again. Thanks yep. for, thanks for having me. <laughs> you have, yeah. You have much snow out there. Uh, we got here in um, the area of Iowa that I live in, we got about five inches. So not too terrible. South of here got, I think closer to nine. Yeah. It's all relative, right? Yeah. yeah Cause we've got barely, it had barely a coating on the ground. So, you know, so it kind of went, it, you're saying five inches and you're like, Oh, and I'm like, yeah, oh, that's not that bad. Um, cold, it's the, cold. Oh, it's, I, it's bitter cold. Yeah. Yeah. It's dropping here. It's supposed yeah. to be about minus 10 or 15 wind chill, I think by friday morning so if yeah not we're supposed to get i think negative digits for real temperature i know we hit it already once this weekend where we were i think on was it saturday we got all that snow and not only was it all the snow but it was also bitter cold i think we got seven was our high <laughs> so yeah it's not i, it's I not know it's i know it's january supposed to be cold i'm just not ready for it. after the way december was so mild here you know i'm not ready for it so hey um until I see you again, I know I'll see you next week after the Nebraska game, but you know, yep. until then, uh, have a good weekend and, and rest of the week and we'll see you next week and go Hoosiers. Absolutely. All right. Night chat, mom. See everybody. Talk to you next game. Look around. You can find cars like these on auto trader, like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on auto trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro. Cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.